What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of 302 Birds. Today is Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023, and we Ash are Wednesday. Up the Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. Say your prayers. We're about to be in the midst of uh, free agency, guys. I mean, there's a lot of players that could come about, a lot of players that couldn't come about. We got a lot of call-ins tonight that could come about. A lot of call-ins that couldn't come about. So it's going to be a really interesting show. Thank you guys, as always, for joining us. Your number one place to vent right now. I mean, for the Super Bowl loss. But we're going to move past it. Um, and I guess we'll just shoot with Ash to come on as our first call-in. I mean, I we were going to have a couple other people they may jump on later. But, I mean, that's kind of how it's been this past couple of weeks. It's been like a fog in Philadelphia. What's up, Ash? How you doing? Hey, y'all. How are Ash you? Ash for Ash Wednesday. There you go, wow. Dutch. Works, right? <laughs> incredible. Ash, looks like you're in a lab right now. You're working on some frogs and, and shit like that. I have snakes back there. I have frogs in the other yeah. lab. I got oh, 12 shit. new frogs today. I don't I don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> Only if AJ was here, like the whole podcast would get scared to... Ash, will you please show me these frogs? And then, like, that would be 20 minutes later. Yeah. So one weekend or one week, I could I could do the podcast from from the actual animal care room. But that's I think that the only rule we would have to make is green animals only. And why don't you introduce everybody to who you're with as well? So this is Connor, my boyfriend. <laughs> he up, came guys? to say to say hi. Um, a lot of times he's on the Instagram live with me. Um, oh, yeah. So it's a uh, Sad to be on it from the side of the screen tonight. <laughs> Even though he's a Bears fan, it's okay, Connor. We still respect you. Hey, we don't mind Bears. I actually like Bears fans, and they have a rough rap with us. I mean, I won't see the say the two D word, but I mean, he already knows probably what I'm talking about. So yeah, I mean, I guess so. Free agency is coming. Well, it's basically here. Um, any like big players that you guys are thinking we should let walk? I know one of the ones that's up for debate right now is Miles Sanders and what people think about that. Yeah, but. no, I uh, definitely think Miles Sanders needs to get out of here. Even though he's going to the front office saying, "Hey, I'm going to stay in Philly." No, you're going to be worth a lot of money, um, and you haven't really produced a good season. I mean, you, you had a thousand yards this year, but uh, you had some fumbles that cost the game for us, um, and you can't be doing that. So, and we have Kenny G, who's been filling in his shoes and has been playing playing really well, especially in the uh, postseason this season. We saw. Um, so I say let let him go, um, because and then honestly, this might be a crazy one, but uh, either. Brandon Graham or Fletcher Cox because they're old heads. Um, they're going to be a lot of cap space. Um, and it's it hurts me to say that because Fletcher Cox, as you guys know, is my favorite Eagles ever. Yeah. Um, but I think we should open that up for Jordan Davis because we um, that's why we drafted him because he's going to be the new Fletcher Cox. So. Um, real quick, before we move uh, and keep moving, I just want to thank El Diablo for yeah, sponsoring Jack's now. Weekly Collins. What do I want when I'm in the state of Delaware? Of course, El Diablo burritos. Customer service always is serving your food with a smile on their face, asking how your day is, but their food is phenomenal as well. Their burritos are out of this world, one of the best burritos in town. Their queso is phenomenal. Their burrito bowls are amazing as well. When you're in and around Delaware, stop by your local El Diablo burritos and tell them that 302 Birds sent you. God bless, go birds. Thank you again, El Diablo. Appreciate that. Um, 
yeah, Tom, you got any, who, who, any thoughts you want to get rid of? I'm going to be perfectly honest. I don't even know where we are in the conversation because I glitched out for like 20, 30 Free seconds, Free maybe agents. a whole minute there. Free agents that we want to we want to see go for the Eagles. Um, that I want to see the Eagles um, sign. Yeah, or who we want to sign, who we want to keep, who we want to let go. Um, I think Miles Sanders has to go. Fletcher Cox has to go. Um, just rip it off like a band aid. I I love Fletcher Cox, um, but he's got to go. He's not the Fletcher Cox we once all knew and loved. He's got to go. Um, I don't know. You're like a stone cold killer, dude. You're just saying all this without emotion. Cox, get out, Graham. Nice seeing you, yeah, Sanders. Well, think, nice yeah, knowing you. Get the Brandy fuck Graham out. Had a revitalization last year with how we. So uh, he can stay. He can stay. Vernon Graham can stay. I think it depends on like if Fletcher Cox is willing to take the quote unquote hometown discount. If he's willing to take the hometown discount, there may be enough cap space to keep him for one more year. Um. But like Sanders, I don't see there being any way. Kelsey already restructured his contract, so he can stay. Yeah. Outside opinion, uh, Connor, would you want Brandon Graham to come and be a Chicago Bear? Is that a player you'd like? Ooh. I mean, if we can get our hands on him, wouldn't be opposed to it. Now, what about somebody like Fletcher Cox, too? I mean, you guys could, I think, use the help. He's somebody you could probably get for a decent price tag. I mean, these, these, we're not going to keep all these guys. You know what I mean? So if there was one player on the Eagles that, I mean, Miles Sanders, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, who else is a free agent um, that's notable? TJ Edwards. Are there, is there anybody that, I mean, you would want to snag, like, from an outside opinion? I would say Brandon Graham and then maybe Fletcher Cox. I mean, both those guys just bring such a presence. And then also, you know, we have to go back to the trade that we did earlier with the Bears in the season. That did not pan out well for the Eagles. Um, he thankfully yeah, yeah, thanks a lot, Connor. <laughs> he was yeah, Robert Quinn can go. He sucks. Yeah, he, he can go. Right? There was uh, nothing, uh, nothing to say there. But yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't even blame it on Howie necessarily either because I mean, what we got him for, it, it was mutually beneficial. I think to both sides, it was one of those trades. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, the free agency is going to be here quicker than we think, and um, I'm excited for it. But thank you guys both for calling in, and we'll bring you guys back on in the show. I guess we're going to get into uh, the awaited topic, everybody. I mean, it's been a while. Should I uh, should I blow the dust off of it, Tommy? I mean, what do you think? Well, we did. Time for Philly's talk with Bob Pog Tommy. Junior's ditch. Going in, Dutchie. How are you doing this evening, Dutchie? Oh, I'm um, ready for ballpark. You're ready for ballpark. You're ready for me to d- dive full into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how about this kid, Andrew Painter? Is he ready to dive fully into it? What's your thoughts on him? I think he is. I, I'm ready for him um, to get to go fully in on this season. I think he's going to be our number five starter. That's something I know we were. So what we plan on talking about this was uh, who, like what are some things to look out during spring training now that it's in full swing? Not only do we have pitchers and catchers, now we have the full squad who's reported as of Tuesday this week. Um, 
I think Andrew Painter's definitely your number five starter. I think you've gone with an old head trying to be trying to play it safe the last few years. We had Matt Moore. Then last year we tried um, who was the guy that we tried? I've, I'm drawing a blank. He probably he sucks so bad. Um, whoever it was that we tried at number five. At this point, you might as well try young. You can't lose. Like you had guys that were that were that had sub five hundred records last year. So, um, no, it was not Noah Syndergaard that we had at the five. Um, we got him later in the season. He was out of the bullpen. Um, just looking at our comments there. Um, but it was. But I, I think this year you got to go with a young guy. I know they talked about Christopher Sanchez and Bailey Falter, who Bailey Falter, they were kind of uh, preparing him to be more of that that backup. Like if somebody gets hurt during the season, he can step into the um, starting rotation. Bless you. However, Bless your soul. Thank you. Um but I think you got to go with somebody like Andrew Painter. Give him like let him take over that five spot. Make him kind of use as like a show me. Like show me you're ready for the big time. Show me you're ready for right now. Oh, why not? It, like you you've had horrible horrible production out of your fifth starter the last few years. And if it doesn't work out, start using a sixth starter like Mick Abel or um, that's um, a name Gary or. Start using uh, Bailey Falter or Christopher Sanchez. Use one of those guys to give some guys a rest. Like I don't understand why it's got to be a static, but I, I would at least start the season with him. And if he doesn't pan out, send him back down to the minors to figure it out. Like no harm, no foul. Then deuces. Nah, this kid. We need a pitcher. I like that the Phillies are actually somewhat. I'll be careful saying this, Tom. See, I, I puff out my chain for you, Paisano, because we're talking about the Phillies. You know. Put my chest out because we're talking about the fightings, baby. The fightings. That's why I got the Schwarber fest. I mean, piss missile after piss missile. And this guy's this guy's tossing the piss missiles, Tom. You hear me? So, 6'7", mm-hmm. 215. This kid is a lanky stud. This kid is a freaking behemoth. He's a goon. Um, 19 years old. The Phillies are investing young in pitching. What? Say that again. The Phillies are investing and it's in pitching. It's really nice to see this change of pace. Um, I hope it pans out. I honestly would let him just get experience. And I know that's the unpopular opinion. Of course, that's my opinion. I know baseball is a big sport on confidence um, and, you know, momentum. But I think that at this point, I mean, just like Tom said, let him come hang out. Let him see what he does. And then at the end of the day, like, if it doesn't pan out, it doesn't pan out. And then, you know, we move on from it. So, I mean, that's kind of the way – I think that the Phillies should look at it, the organization. Will they? We'll see. Um, but, I mean, I just am glad to see as a fan, whether it pans out or not, that they're at least trying. They're at least investing. I mean, it's nice to see a change pace. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, I mean, this kid – wow, I'm like frozen. This is crazy. Um, that was wild. Uh, no, this kid's young. I mean, 6'7", 215, and he's already throwing 100-mile-per-hour fastball. That's insane for such a young – young kid to uh, be pitching the big league. Uh, so, I mean, I think investing young pitchers and bringing them up in the major league is going to be a huge, huge benefit for us because it's going to make our pitching um, a lot more you know, beneficial and more options to have. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, versatility, I think, is going to be one of the key yeah. words. Sean, we'll bring you off for a quick yeah, second. I know, cool. what did you want to say about this, Sean? You're a big fan of Andrew Painter. I am very uh, big on Andrew Painter. I very am. Um, I think, so, my thing on Andrew Painter is I wouldn't rush him. He's still young. So, I would have Bailey Falter at the five for now. the beginning of the season, beginning now. of the season, till at least a little bit before Bryce Harper comes back and then put him in the lineup just because the starting rotation because, you know, I, I don't want to rush him. I really don't want to rush him. Um, well, not me, the Phillies. Um, but you know what I mean. So that's why I agree. Like, I, I, I mean, I want him in the, 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 five, uh, the five spot, but I also don't want him at the five spot. Uh, here's, here's my rebuttal to that. If you're not going to put a guy like Andrew Painter there, I wouldn't put Bailey Falter there either. Bailey Falter's got to come out of the pen to me. Bailey Falter's got to be your your long innings, like middle middle relief guy. Hey, and you got to put a guy that maybe if you if you want more age, then you got to go with Mick Abel then at that point. Hey, yeah. He's he's mid twenties at this point, ready to go. Also has a fire fire mm-hmm. flamethrower for an arm. Um, so yeah, I. I just don't see how you how you go away from Andrew Painter. If Andrew Painter Andrew Painter last year, it was just strikeout after strikeout after strikeout. I sub two ERA in single, I sub two in double A, sub two, I think in the one or two games he pitched at triple A. Guy just mowed through minor league hitters last year. I did see himself time again. I did see throughout um his combined so from uh, single A, double A, and triple A. His combined ERA was like a like a one point two eight or something like that, which is ridiculous. Um, which is will ridiculous. he be playing in spring training at all or no? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he, yeah, he will be because he's a prospect. Okay. Prospects always play in, uh, before the starters, like the main people that are on the roster. But I mean, um, yeah, no, he's he. That's ridiculous. A one point two eight ERA throughout all of combined. Um, minor leagues and I mean I just I I like him as a pitcher and I really don't like Bailey Falter to be honest with you. Um I just think he's you could get you could go out and grab somebody that's just as good as, as good as him or better. Um but yeah I mean I agree with ballpark on that one about Abel uh for sure. Um Abel he's a stud. Uh but yeah I I, I really want I want to want to see um uh, Andrew Painter in the starting. So here, here's my question. Okay, I don't know what numbers you just said. One point two ERA, whatever that fuck that means. But so earn run average. So, so earn so, run average. That was in the triple A, the single A, double A, triple A, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, in the minor leagues. I, in the minor leagues, do we think it's a huge jump to be pitching in the major leagues? Yes, it is. So, do you think he's going to be able to combat that if he does get a starting spot on the Phillies? Can I, Tom? Can I say something real quick before you jump in? Here's here's the way I look at it. I'll try to handle your light work. In sports, light work. when you go from any level to the next level, it's a little bit more difficult. So, Andrew Painter, let me let me paint you. A picture, Jack. So much. Anyway, let me paint you this picture about Andrew Painter. Um, in all seriousness, dude, this guy has evolved at every level that he's needed to. He's performed when we needed him to. 
Who's to say he's not to do it at the MLB level? Who's to say he is? It could go either way. But I think, I mean, considering what he's done so far at his young age, I think it's going to work out looking at the trajectory. Ballpark? Yeah. It's just, <laughs> he moves through, he's just mowing through hitters. Like, he makes it look too easy. And he, he doesn't, he's yet to have a learning curve. So, like, ah, I think curve. he might, like, even if he, he's bad when he first comes up, it might be good he has a learning curve now type of thing. It's considering he moved through single A, moved through double A, moved through triple A. Hey, like, no one roughed him up, like, ever. That's true. Like, and also, the only one that really roughed him up as of recently was, I mean, it was just batting practice, like, well, live ABs, was Kyle Schwarber. That just, like just happened, I guess today. Yeah, or but yesterday. he roughs everyone up, so I'm not. But, I mean, there. that happens to everybody, you know. But I mean, yeah, Andrew Painter's—he's a great pitcher, and I really would like to see him in the uh, starting rotation. That's just my yeah. opinion. Thank you, Sean. We appreciate you for jumping on for this Philly segment with Ballpark. Um, Tom, do you have anything else that you want to say about the Phils, Jack? Anything before we move on? I all gotta say is, you know, I've never been a, a Phillies fan. I mean, I've really? been a fan. I've been a fan, but like I've never watched it as religiously um that I want to. So I know given the fact that it's gonna be a lot quicker this season, the game's gonna be a lot quicker, there's gonna be more hits. Um, I think I'll be watching it more often. You're gonna learn what an ERA is this year? Yeah, I'm gonna learn all those different terms for sure. Um, they don't mean shit to me. But uh, <laughs> earned run average, the yeah, amount of runs you would have given up in a in a nine inning game. Earned run average, Dutch. That's I'm gonna make Tom in front of a chalkboard with you sitting in a classroom as Bart Simpson. Jack is my next Photoshop. Earned run average, ERA. Just writing it on a chalkboard. Hey, I'm excited for the season. Um, I want to be watching more games uh, in the ballpark. Um, and uh, go from there. Dude, oh my God! You just missed that. You're gonna be watching games in the ballpark with ballpark Tommy. There. Oh, there it is. Yay! Ballpark, you got any final remarks for us? It's gonna be a good season. We'll see who who our fifth starter is. We'll see who our closers are this year. Looking like a closer by committee with Craig Kimbrell, Jose Alvarado, Gregory Soto. And uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez, I think it's going. It should be Sir Anthony Dominguez, but I I think everybody's pushing to try out Craig Kimbrell and some other guys. But other than that, I think this spring's going to be interesting in terms of watching what the pitchers are going to do. The hitters in outfield and all the other and main positions are all set in stone. It's just a matter of watching where all the pitchers fall in place. Yeah, I think it's going to be like. How how many pitchers deep are they right now exactly? So typically a team carries about 13 pitchers in total. You carry about five starters, and then everyone else is a reliever. Um that they what I think that they're gonna do this year is is they don't really have like they'll have like a Bailey Falter, Christopher Sanchez to eat up innings when when the game's like a blowout. But then you you have a ton of back-end guys, like guys you're going to have for high leverage. So you have Gregory Soto, um, Craig Kimbrell, uh, Strom that they got from the Red Sox. They got uh, 
Brogdon, they got Alvarado, they got Sir Anthony Dominguez. All those guys can be put into like high leverage situations when the game, like when the, when it feels like the game is on the line and matters most. Those are the guys that like you can kind of put in. There's not really a weak link that they have in their bullpen that I see really. Hey, so other than Connor Brogdon has uh, consistency issues, so other than him having those issues. I think this is going to be a scary bullpen for once. They definitely have redeemed themselves from being the worst bullpen quite literally of all time from three years ago, I think. Of all time? Yeah, like three years ago, they 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 missed the playoffs because literally their bullpen had a seven over a 7.2 ERA, Jack. Oh. oh. Oh, okay. So that's pretty good, I guess. That's really but, bad. Oh. Wait, so the lower the, the lower the number is, the better it is? Yes, it's like golf. Uh, that makes sense because 1.2, one run. You, you want to give yeah, up yeah, yeah. less runs. Yeah, okay. I got you. Well, that's all we got for ballpark timing tonight. Tom, thank you as always. We're going to kick it to our next segment. Even though he's not here, I think he's at a, a Mariah Carey concert. You can't make this shit up. Make it's not Mariah Carey. It's Carrie Underwood's at the Wells Fargo Center, and she's a queen, Dutch. You get you you take her her name out of your mouth. And on that note, <laughs> all right, guys, hard road ahead for the Sixers, and we're bringing in an expertise, just like on Pawn Stars. No, not porn stars. I said Pawn Stars. We're bringing in Greg. Fernandez in the gym in the lab. Where are you tonight, sir? Bro, I'm in the laboratory right now. Planet Fernandez. Yeah, bro. Kamal's in the back. You see him? Yeah. Dude, that is quite the facility. Where are you at a? Yeah, dude. Oh, it's like a like a um country club I'm a part of, and they have like this big. I mean, you got like aerobics and stuff in there, but this is just the weight room. Is and there like nighttime. a uh, like sauna and like where old men give you clementines down the like uh, like like aisle or anything? Like, <laughs> unfortunately, no. I mean, there's a pool and a hot tub <laughs> and massage chairs though. So how you I'm, doing tonight though? You're looking good, handsome. Dude, I'm good, man. Feeling good. I mean, this kid feels terrible, but uh, feeling good, man. Right, we're getting beer soon, dude. I, I mean, whenever you're thirsty, hey, we're uh, all 21 and older, so Just yeah, disclosure. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> but yeah, thanks Greg, for having me on, fellas. Yeah, you uh, repping that Gymshark gear. Love it. Love it. Love yeah, to see dude. it. Your chest looking kind of big. Uh, how you feeling oh, about dude, the- Just for you. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I love you. Uh, how you feeling about the uh, Sixers upcoming games? Uh, I mean, so if you asked me two weeks ago, I'd say feeling pretty good when we were on that winning streak. Yeah. Um, I was there during the decline. I witnessed their downfall against the Orlando Magic when they were up around 20-25 first half. Then they fell, and since then they've been on a cold, hot streak. Uh, I mean, they keep losing to crap teams, and they keep winning against good teams, so it's hard to gauge what they're doing. I mean, we couldn't beat the Celtics, but we could beat the Cavs. And in my opinion, the Cavs have a pretty stacked team. So it's really interesting right now. Like it, it's, it's a boomer bust at the moment. It's not like, Oh, we're going to make the championship, the conference finals. Definitely. It's a, I give us like a 35% chance we can conference finals personally, but um, you're more maybe, optimistic than me. Yeah. Well, you're never optimistic about anything. other than me. <laughs> so, That's I mean, fucking true. Yeah, stick to your sport, bud. 
But uh, oh, stay in your lane. <laughs> Shots um, fired, blah blah. Love my sports job. drinking but, you under a table, Greg. Oh, we're all twenty-one under the table, all right. But um, yeah, I mean, Sixers—they look good, they look bad. But the important thing is Harden's starting to get his gel back. You know what I mean? Like he's really starting to kicking it up. PJ Tucker brings me concerns. He's not as good. I like the Thibault trade. Uh, to get back to that, Thibault's great when we didn't have the depth we do now. When we didn't have Melton. When we didn't have Tucker. When we didn't have the depth we have now. Um, in our current, you don't need that kind of defense on the bench. You know what I mean? So I like the trade. I like McDaniel's. He's the offense we needed from Thibault, not as much defense, but he's the offense we needed, right? So he's good for the bench. And uh, when I heard the news, I thought we got Jaden McDaniel's from the Timberwolves. And I got really excited because he's really good. But um, yeah, I like where we are with the Sixers, but it's going to be, it could be another Philly disappointment. Well, on that note that you made, um, I think Melton has been on fire this season. I think through week yeah. 16, one day ago, he had 93 steals, which is tied for second in the league. I mean, only behind Anthony Edwards, who has 100. And then in fourth is Jimmy Butler with 88. So, I mean, Melton yeah. has been an absolutely uh, phenomenal signing for the Sixers. The dude's playing out of his mind. Uh, yeah. But it seems like he's just mainly a team player, too. So, I, I did – it hurt – to see Thibault go, but it was a really good trade for what the Sixers needed to do and where they're headed. I mean, if the Sixers want to win now, it's about depth. It's not about these young players. Like, like you have your investments in guys. I think your investment, your only investment in a young player right now, the only guy that you say is not removable besides Embiid, for me, would just be Maxi, um, just because yeah. for his potential. Other than that, man, all these young guys are disposable for who can you surround the most – talent with him beating hard and to try and win now um well, because that, who can you be who can be the highest scorer because I mean, and who like, can beat the suns dude what's your opinion on that uh so like these super teams are starting to be exposed more as more as we go on right like you get these you get these teams like at the um like three all-stars they traded their whole future and everything um the suns are an interesting situation right because kd great player right great player Chris Paul, in my opinion, has fallen off a little bit. He's still good. He's that passing god. Aiton doesn't want to be there. DeAndre Aiton didn't want to be there since the offseason. He wanted to go somewhere else. I forget if it was the coaching staff. Something happened, but he has a disagreement with the Suns. He doesn't want to be there. And you can tell if you watch him play, Aiton doesn't go for rebounds. Like a center has that urge to go for rebounds. He lets it go. He doesn't have that sporadic fire as he should. Maybe KD will fix that. I don't know. But all I know is that Aiden doesn't want to be there for whatever reason it is. I still don't know. But he wanted to leave. The Suns were stupid enough to match the contract that the Pacers wanted to give him. That could be their downfall. You know what I mean? That could be as easy as their downfall. They have good players. Mikel Bridges is a big hit to that because he provided a ton of defense. And it all depends on – remember when you said if we want KD in the beginning of Philly, one of my main concerns is you're giving away your future for someone who gets injured all the damn time. Right? So this guy, all you need – break his ankle, hurt his ankle. He's out for a couple of weeks. They might not even make the playoffs. You know what I mean? So it depends if A, Kevin plays healthy, B, Aiton still wants to play the game of basketball for the Suns, and C, if this team can gel this far into the season with losing. Cam Johnson is awesome. Great player. They're missing Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges, these big role players. Trade him for KD, who hasn't even learned the plays yet, hasn't even stepped foot on the court yet, right? So it's a question of 
can they mesh? Can they learn this new style completely and be able to finish up the season strong? Right. So, I mean, you know, the, the whole free agent, whatever signing was crazy. Um, do you think this is going to be another, you know, second round loss for the, for the uh, Sixers or yes. what do you think? <laughs> Tommy, why why do you think? I mean, you take it. I just think this team overall is worse than last year's team. Last year's team wasn't good enough to get past the second round. Why should I believe that this team is any better to get past the second round? Hey, Tommy, what were we missing in the second round? Joel Embiid. So, and who did we play? Adebayo. Someone who went right past DeAndre Jordan, went right past Paul Reed. I have more faith in Harrell. He's not an amazing center. I get it. He's a great power forward. But we have backup. Deadman, I don't give a crap about Deadman. I mean, that pickup's whatever. I kind of wanted them to drop him right after we got him and pick up Kevin Love, but it's whatever. Um, but, again, if B can stay healthy and not fracture his damn skull again, then that'd be a different case. I firmly believe not that we could have won last year, but we would have been a good game seven if Embiid was healthy, if he didn't fracture his skull, right? And that's the scary part about our team. He, we're a boomer bust pending on Embiid. If he can somehow miraculously stay healthy, I think our we whole have a team chance. is Embiid. Let's be perfectly yeah. honest. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, there's one guy that doesn't suck, Tom. There's one guy that oh, stood God. up for this city when nobody else could. There's one guy that brought a championship to this city when nobody else can. Mac McHung like a horse, baby. This guy is bringing me big dick Nick vibes. And let me tell you why, Tom. Wow. Look at his last week. Signed with the Sixers. Then he won the dunk contest. Then he gained 700,000 followers on Instagram. I'd love to see what those DMs look like. Should have my left nut. <laughs> no, your left nut didn't. Your left nut didn't gain two fucking followers on Instagram yesterday. This guy gained 700,000. And then you know what happened? Puma said, fuck it. We're going to make an executive deal and sign this kid. I mean, he's got potential. He's a very hard worker. That's what I really like about him. And, and that's a good Quality. I mean, and you look at his trajectory the past couple of years, what he's done. I mean, I think that he could be – I'm not saying he could be a starter for a long time. I'm just saying that maybe he could be a rotation guy and be a valuable player for the Sixers. Um, the, the way he plays I, I, ball, I like. Here's the thing. He could be a Harlem Globetrotter kind of player. Right? <laughs> so, now, like, I'm saying, like, think about it. Like, he played good in the Rising Stars game. I watch him play. That's good. He doesn't have the physical attributes in a sense to be a mm-hmm. starter by any means. And when you're talking bench point guard, who's going to rotate that bench point guard, you know who he's competing with? Tyrese Maxey. So you're going to have to outplay Tyrese Maxey. The only way I could see him really getting significant playing time is if Melton is injured, Maxey has to start point guard, and then uh, McClung comes in as a bench reliever. I, again, I love him. I think he's going to do great. He's going to kill on the G League. He's always killed on the G League teams. He has. But with the team we have and the point guards we have stacked up, it's going to be hard to get him to have playing time. Yeah. Jack, anything you want to say? Yeah, I mean, hey, it's uh, hey, he uh, won the dunk contest. That's huge. Uh, but, uh, I mean. He wasn't even a sixer for a week. He was a sixer he, for four days. Can we he actually, like. 
Can he actually play? I mean, we've only seen him. He made his star role when he was dunking in high school and college, blah, blah, blah. But can he actually play? Um, that's the big question. And like Greg said, like we have a lot, we have a lot of, uh, you know, bench players that we're going to be in front of him before he even gets sees the court. So I think it's going to be tough for him to actually get that starting role and play decent time um, because I would love to see this guy blow up on our team and be some kind of shining star for us. But I don't know if he's going to really, really do that. Is tomorrow night his debut will be? I guess maybe technically as a we'll Philadelphia stay. 76er. He's, maybe, maybe. We don't know if he's going to play, but tomorrow will be his first time actually suiting up with the team. I no, mean, going out. He suited oh. up with them already. He hasn't played. Because when did he, he suit up with them? Last he week. Did, he did suit up with them, Tommy, because they signed him right after the last game before they all signed Oh, did they? Well, right after the last game, yeah. So yeah, he'll be his debut in the 15th. Out here spreading misinformation. I'm just fucking buying it, Tom. Jesus. Wait, Craig, so wait. Fill me in. So he signed with the team the day after last game. So he hasn't actually the day been through the, the fields night. of the locker room yet, right? He That's wasn't signed. He wasn't flown out in time for any of that, I don't think. Because the All-Star break, and I could be wrong here, was Wednesday of last week or something. And they yeah, got him like that was literally the last game. just before. Yeah. Like it might have just hit a week that he's been a sixer. So, yeah, it hasn't been long at all. Hmm. I mean, I'm interested to see what he can do. I mean, when he yeah. hits the court, though, when? Because, like, we all know, okay, realistically, Doc Rivers is going to, like, be a fucking hardhead about it and not going to probably put him out like there for a players. while. The only young player he gave a chance was Charlie Brown, and I don't know why he did that. Even though he's our, he's our, it, he went to St. Joe's, like, he did nothing. He just thought he B-ball had the Paul should have been an all-star this year if if he actually used him correctly. I love B-Ball Paul, and he was the MVP of the G League, but wasn't Mac McClung the MVP of the G League, too? So, like, shout-out to the Sixers farming system, though, the Delaware Bluecoats, because, I mean, they're a pretty successful franchise. Back-to-back years having back-to-back different MVPs. I mean, that's not easy to do as a franchise, so shout-out to them. Um, But that's pretty much all we got Sixers-wise. Greg, want to thank you, as always, for jumping on in the gym with us, working on your fitness, where you're witness. I'm trying to get And I hope you have a good night. I'm trying to get the Sixers to sign me to play with McClung, you know? Shut up. Either that or we just go to a game with you and we can just get some chicken and pizza and get fat together. One of the two, all right? Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me, guys. See you all soon. See you, Thank Greg, as always, for jumping on. All right, guys. And now, without Josh here, I mean, we'll just go ahead and transition into it. But uh, you guys already know, it's a little bit of Flyers talk time. He should. He shoots, he scores! So Josh isn't here, but he left us a message. What's up, 302 Birds fans? It's Josh. Um, I'm doing the racist white guy with glasses Twitter video setup right here, uh, talking to you guys from my driver's seat in my truck. I will not be on the pad- podcast tonight, um, driving to an undisclosed location, but just want to say my thoughts on a few things, all things Philly sports. Um, two and a half weeks later, or a week and a half later since the Super Bowl loss, don't think I feel, I feel less angry, um, less sad. I think just a sense of dread has sensed in, or set in that we didn't win, and it's probably just something I'm never going to get over. So I know I was angry on the pod last week, not angry, just 
just, I guess, fulfilled with a sense of dread that I'm okay with acknowledging that it's never going to go away. Um, the Flyer season is dead. Lost five of the last six, unfortunately. It is what it is. They had a not great roster. They had a young roster. Um, they were scrappy, but it's over. Um, Sixers, Matt McClung, he's the GOAT. I think we need to dress him in every Sixers game. Don't give him any minutes because he's not great when it's 5-on-5. Five five. Um, not his fault. Just, just is what it is. Um, but Sixers, I think after this All-Star break, we're going to get in, get a nice start to the playoffs, and I think we're going to make it to the second seed and probably lose, but it is what it is. And um, besides that, just getting ready for March Madness. I'm not going to pretend like I care about spring training for the Phillies. I start watching baseball in August. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of February is like the worst month for sports because you got the Super Bowl is over. But... Keep chugging along, just waiting for the Sixers to get back into it. And um, Jack, I hate you. Go 302 Birds. Whoa! I guess I didn't I didn't see that shit at the end of the video when he sent it in. Damn. That was rough. But yeah, I'm with Josh. You know, I, I don't know if he wants to expose him, so I'm not going to. Uh but yeah, no, the, the flyers suck. I mean, goddamn, like Good. They need to suck. Their future hangs in the balance. The more they suck this year, the better it is because they get a better draft pick and it's better for their future. Yeah. They knew they weren't doing anything this year. Let's suck it up. The more we suck it up, the better it is. Yeah, no, it's 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 disappointing. I mean, I I was hoping that we would have some uh, somewhat of a decent Philly sports seasons this year, and I thought the Eagles had it, and obviously not. Uh, the Sixers definitely not going to have it. No. Um, the Flyers obviously never will have it. Uh, so my only hope is the Phillies, and um, I mean, yep. it's really hard for me to say because I hate baseball. The greatest sport of all time you hate? The greatest sport that brought us America, Jack? Do you, you hate America? I just hate baseball. If you hate baseball, you hate America. There is no in-between. I'm sorry, Jack. Whatever. Ash, you take things to the extreme here. Ash, what do you got to say on Ash Wednesday? Uh, okay, I mean, are brain. you guys asking in terms of, like, the Flyers department overall? Like... Flyers. I mean, the Flyers suck. There, there's, there's no other like way around that. Um, they, they suck. And I had no hope going into the season. Very rarely do I have hope going into the Flyers season. I mean, it's just kind of <laughs> ever since like you know when they were were good, like you know a while ago, several several years ago, they've just never. I mean, they've had like little bits of like okay, we're we're decent, but the last couple of years, it's just been brutal. And um, you haven't been good since the Danny Briere days. Yeah, it's it, it's been a while, and um, ultimately, they have moments of seeming like they're going to be okay, and but they're just they're screwing it up for the future. Ultimately, um, as much as you know, it sucks to have a team that sucks. It is just better <laughs> at this point if they continue to suck, um, so that we can maybe get um, a decent player, and hopefully, some of these young guys can like tighten it up um but i'm not entirely sure that that's possible and then also you know you throw in the whole you may be selling the team situation and then that like could screw everything over too so they're a mess 
Yeah, I mean, our only hope is Gritty. That's yep. what we've been saying. Yeah, um, and Gritty. Or is I don't Gritty know the curse? Gritty on TikTok, but Gritty was doing the Gritty in a alligator pond today. I don't know the purpose behind that um, what at a, all. What a, what a uh, beautiful specimen, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I had to do a double take when I saw that. He <laughs> was found on a septibus is the legend that I heard. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they're a mess. And yeah, Gr Gritty is the one thing that um, is good about the flies right now. <laughs> That is true. The one good thing. I mean, that's all I really want to talk about with the Flyers, guys. I don't want to, you know, beat the shit out of a dead horse too much. Um, we've covered the Sixers. That felt like beating the shit out of a dead horse. We we covered the Flyers. That felt like beating the shit out of a dead horse. Let's talk about a little bit more positive. Not a dead horse anymore with the Eagles in the Super Bowl. But the Eagles with some potential free agent signings. Um, Ash, we'll kick it to you first on here. We're looking at some uh, safety, some linebackers. I mean, there could be a lot of different positions that the Eagles go for. Let's talk about safety first. I mean, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's got to be a priority, right? I would think so. He played incredibly well for us this season. Um, you know, it's it's hard with the cap space is going to be an issue this season. Um, but absolutely, we need to prioritize him. Um, honestly, even if we have to... I mean, I don't know if, like, the right option for our number two is to, like, draft somebody or what. But regardless, he needs to be our priority um, in that for sure. I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah. Uh, cap's going to be huge. We had a lot of cap space last year um, that we signed all these free agents. Uh, but we definitely – I don't really see us signing Jesse Bates or Jordan Poirier or whatever his last name is. Uh, I think we keep Garner Johnson and then maybe drafts a safety or someone D back in the uh, draft because we have two first round picks. Um, we got to be very cautious on the money we spend on these players. Um, and Jalen Hurts already said he'll take a, you know, salary cut to save for the team. Uh, but like we said earlier, Miles Sanders, if he really wants to stay in Philly, he's going to, I'm, I'm assuming, and we know assuming makes an asset to you and me. Um, I think he's going to be asking for a lot of money and we just don't have that to fork up for him. Cause we have Kenny, Kenny G still on his rookie contract. So um, we just got to be very cautious on where we spend our money and make sure it's worth a while. I think one thing too, um, that would be interesting for the Eagles would be if they could potentially, you're right. Like I want to bring in Poyer personally as a second safety, but you make a good point that they need to also not only be cautious of the money that they spend, but in the NFL, your farming system's a draft. Who's going to be the young safety that's going to be able to replace Gardner Johnson in a couple years if you're only able to sign him to a three- or four-year deal? So these are things you got to look at as an organization. I mean, I think that the Eagles will go out in the draft and hopefully bring in another star-studded defensive back that can hit. I mean, because that's what Gardner Johnson was, and it feels like we haven't had that safety presence since Malcolm Jenkins. And, I mean, when he was playing, he led the league uh, at the time. So, And you also notice, I don't know if a lot of people notice that tattoo right there um, that's on actually his front, uh, let me point out, on his, I guess it's his front right elbow. But if you guys look at this, this tattoo there, does anybody know? I think Tom actually listens to this guy's music a lot. 
Um, I can't zoom in on it, unfortunately, but I'll put it on TikTok in a few. But there's the Dream Chasers right here tattoo, Mika Mills brand. So I just find it really ironic. Life has a funny way of working itself out. Um, and he ends up, you know, in a city that I think, you know, is built for him. I mean, everybody wants him to stay, and I feel like that's got to be top priority. If they use the franchise tag on him, they use the franchise tag on him because you're not going to be able to sign everybody. I think we all understand that. It's a business, right. and, you know, as much as you may love all these players, they're going to – some of them are going to need to go. And, I mean, do we think – do we see Blankenship starting next year? I mean, I, I would give him a chance, but I think you need to equate that out in, okay, how does he play in training camp? How does he play in the preseason? He's got to earn it. So I'm, I am I don't know. I mean, is Blankenship also that guy that can be there long term? I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying, are you willing to put all your eggs in one basket? Or would you rather have Blankenship be that guy that he was this year, that if one of them go down, he can rotate? And yeah. then you have another guy that's a star-studded safety. Because that's kind of where my head's at, where I'm like, we need somebody that's going to be able to be here long term. And the way that they're drafting and the way that they're hitting right now, they need to keep hitting. Because pretty much ever since that Justin Jefferson curse, how he's hit. Um, I mean, I guess it was the DK Metcalf pick right after that in that draft. Ever Whatever two of those picks was the most recent, I feel like he's hit pretty well since then. Um, you know, nobody talks about the picks that Howie Roseman's had steel-wise. Jordan Malata great one you know what i mean things that he does that's great so there's you know two uh two sides to every coin which actually bridges us very perfectly into our next topic which is some potential linebacker free agents um kaiser white tj edwards are all big names on the eagles they have two of them but then two interesting names and i actually want to kick it to jack first because he's a massive fan of one of these guys um, let me put it to you this way, Jack. He used to play for the team, and he used to have long hair. Any idea who I'm going to say? Kendricks. Was that right? Alex Singleton, baby. Oh fuck, I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, no, I I was you know very uh, upset. I mean, Kaiser White had had his good games and his bad games. Um, obviously, in that free agent signing. Um, Hassan Riddick was the golden golden egg out of that. Um, but Kaiser White still played really well. And TJ Edwards, I mean, he had a really good season this year. Um, and I think we keep him signing back. Singleton Singletary, I, I don't I don't see us signing him back. Um, I think he's I don't think he'll come back to Philly. I don't think we need him. Uh, we just need somebody, and we also remind like Keep in mind that we still have um Jacoby Dean. Yeah. So I say we we keep TJ Edwards and then you know activate Nicobe Dean. He has a full year in the league. He should know the book by now. Um and I think we see him make a bigger impact next season um than he has this season because he only plays special teams this year. Um so I say we won't we don't really need Anyone but TJ Edwards out of these four people. Um, that's just my my uh, my point point of view. I think TJ Edwards is a great point. I mean, I'll just take it real quick. I think TJ Edwards has the most value out of all these guys because TJ Edwards knows the system the most. I mean, yes, we're going to have a new defensive coordinator, but the players know TJ Edwards the most. There's something to be said for that. 
Tremaine Edmonds would be great from the Bills. I'd love the Eagles to go out and bring him in and actually invest in the linebacker position. I believe he's only going to be 24 or 25 this year. He's got a lot of time, a lot of development, and he's a really strong player right now. Really smart as well. So I'd love that. Um, as far as Kaiser White goes, <coughs> sorry. As far as Kaiser White goes, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Huh. No. No, no, no. God bless me, not God bless you. And yeah, God bless Go Birds. No, I didn't plan that out. That wasn't a fake sneeze. That was just off the top. No, in all seriousness. You're a weirdo. There's one long-haired guy that belongs on this team, and that's Tremaine Edmonds. Alex Singleton, it was fun while it lasted, but I think he's too undisciplined. That's the perfect word that I would use to describe him, undisciplined. He's a great player when he takes those risks. Sometimes they pay off, like that pick six. Most of the time, they don't. And Kaiser White was great, but they're not going to be able to keep everybody. So give me TJ Edwards out of these three guys with a cloudy chance of uh, Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, we had that good tandem with TJ Edwards and Singleton when they were on the same team. They played well together, right? Um, but I don't see us signing him back. Sorry, that's all I got to say. Okay. Ash, Tom? I think we tried to use Kaiser White in the wrong way. He just doesn't fit into our defense. He's a blitz first, not so much a cover linebacker. And we kept trying to use him more as a coverage linebacker. He And that's just not him. For those reasons, I think we just let him walk. Oh, like, I don't think he's a terrible player. I just don't think he fits into what we're trying to do. Oh, and it makes him look bad. Um if that makes sense. Um, TJ Edwards, we want a linebacker who can kind of do it all. He can be a little bit of a run stopper, a little bit of a coverage guy, a little bit of a guy who's going to make a tackle in the open field. So for those reasons, I think he got to bring back TJ Edwards. Uh, it's single 10, not single Terry, uh, Jack. Yeah, um, man, I, I fixed it, dickhead. Single Terry, uh, he's a Chicago Bear, I think. Uh, uh, so. You know, you know. <laughs> but I don't like. I don't think you bring back Singleton either. And this guy from uh, Buffalo, I don't like. He's good too, but like, I'd rather just keep TJ Edwards at this point. Yeah, um, I agree. I think we need to just keep TJ Edwards. That's it. Um, in terms of kind of like the next one, so to speak. Um, I think this is, could be the season where we kind of figure out if Nicobe Dean is truly going to fit um, into our lines and stuff as we kind of hope that he will be. Again, we didn't really get to see much of him this season. And um, I hopefully, now that he's had a year in the league, he knows the playbook, all of those things, I'm really hopeful that he can fit in um, and kind of be that guy um, for us for kind of the long term. Um, but I agree, we can let everybody else walk but uh, TJ Edwards my opinion yeah i mean there's there's a lot that the eagles can do uh shawnee boy what are you thinking brother so what i think about on the linebackers i think you let kazir white go um tj edwards i mean tj edwards yeah he's a good player but i feel like he did get exposed at the end of the season um i mean i know he's a great player he's strong he could tackle but um 
I mean, it wouldn't hurt to resign him, but he's probably looking for a decent-sized contract, and I don't know if the Eagles will be able to give it to him. Um, about Alex Singleton, he's not even on the Eagles, bro. He's on he's on Denver, so I don't even – I didn't really like him when – I mean, he was, he was average when he was on the Eagles. But, yeah, he's on Denver, I believe. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I feel like – I feel, I feel like um, if you um, add T.J. Edwards back, I mean, it would definitely help the linebacker core. But with the picks that you have in the draft, I believe that you could go out and I feel like if with the tenth overall pick, I feel like you're gonna go out and get a corner. I feel like you're gonna go out with uh, get with a corner, and then, um, <laughs> bro, I can't stop laughing. Um, <laughs> Your boys are cracking you up behind you, man. They got you dead. It's funny. Yeah, they're doing shit. But, yeah, anyways, yeah. Um, with a corner, I think with that 10th overall, you're going to either get a corner, an edge rusher, or maybe a linebacker. I I've, I feel like you're going to go corner. If you don't resign Brad, Bradbury, and I don't think they will resign Bradbury because he's going to be looking for a decent – like he literally said he's not going to play for cheap. So he's probably going to be looking for, like – uh, anywhere from 15 to 17 year, uh, 17 mil a year, I would say. And I don't know if they're going to be able to pay that if they sign Jalen Hurts to a long-term yeah. contract paying $45 million a year, so on, so on. Um, and, I mean, with all the other players, um, I feel like Miles Sanders, let him walk just because you could go out in the draft and get another one. And, Kenny, <clears throat> like uh, Jack said, Kenny, Kenny Gaywell has been playing well. He proved himself that he could be a starting running back. So with all the additional pieces that you do get, say you do get another person in the draft um, for running back, like Dolan said it actually last episode, that that's the most re- of replaceable yeah, it's uh, the most position. position I, in football. I really do think that that is because, I mean, Kenny Gaywell, he's great. But, I mean, Miles Sanders is going to be looking for a big contract as well. Now, Sean, you brought up a second ago a good transition for us into our final topic of the night. But before we do that, we have been slacking on it. So if you've been reading it on the bottom, I'm going to let him read the question. But time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. Thanks again, fans of Football Network, for that sponsor. Appreciate it. You've been with us all year long. Uh, the question we got for tonight is, how many touchdowns did Deshaun Jackson record during his 20, 2009 season with the Eagles? Um, again, how many touchdowns did Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson record during his 200? Wow, I fucked this up. Fuck. His 2009 season with the Philadelphia Josh needs to sit next to you for you to yeah. nail it, I think. That needs to be the trick. And the answers, like three weeks in a row. Of great. Yeah, <laughs> the answers are... A six, B seven, nine, C eight, D nine. Again, D nine, D nine all day, D nine for me. We'll find D9. out. Maybe you guys are right. Maybe you guys are wrong. Again, thanks again, fans of Football Network. All right, Shawnee, uh, take us home. Package deal. AJ Brown saying, "Get the job done to Howie Roseman." Basically saying, "Listen, Junior, if you don't fucking sign this guy, I'm out too." What are you thinking about this? <laughs> What I'm feeling about this, look, look, Jalen Hurts still has another year left on his rookie contract. So you do not, you do <laughs> not have to, Oh yeah, noise. So you That's do not the best. To, I was gonna say it's okay. You I do mean, not have to give one him of those big money podcasts. right now. Big, you do not have to give him big money right now. But it's gonna be like a fuck you in the face if you don't 
give him the money be- that he deserves because, I mean, just look at his stats. He got us to the Super Bowl. That's another thing. So um, he's definitely a top five quarterback already in this league. I have him placed at three. Um, I have him above jo- uh, Josh Allen. I mean, that's just my opinion. But what has Josh Allen done for the Bills? That's just my question. Um but yeah, um, AJ Brown with his thoughts and his quotes on saying, "Just ship me off wherever you put Jalen Hurts." Um, nah, Howie Howie Roseman is gonna give him his money, and we all we all know that Howie Roseman's gonna give him his money. Um, I feel like that he might take a little bit of a cut uh, back, like a like Ash said, um, like a township kind of deal, you know, um, a city kind of deal, a neighborhood kind of deal. So I feel like the least amount of money that you could possibly pay him is like 41 a year. And I feel like he's going to get probably ballpark $45 million a year, maybe because you can't really pay him much more than that. I mean, Sean. Um, but yeah, so. Sean, let me get a point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Come that's on, not. John, you're not gonna give us one, dude. What the fuck, man? You're not gonna give nah. us one on your way out. <laughs> on my way out. On my way out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jackson, what are you thinking? Yeah, no, I mean, we would be stupid not to give this guy the deal because he's done so much in his little time here in Philly that we. Wouldn't expect like he brought us to the playoffs last year, brought us to the Super Bowl this year. I say fuck it, give him the Pat Mahomes deal, sign him for a ten year contract, and just you know filter out through those ten years. Um, because hey, dickhead, are you gonna pay him? Fuck, <laughs> I mean, like Howie's probably right now. Like, yeah, it's easy for you to say. It's not my money, but if it was my money, it's what I would do. And I mean, AJ Brown has any all the right to say, hey, if you're not gonna give me the deal, out. This man has done a lot for Philly, and I think Howie would be stupid. I don't think he's going to not pay this man, uh, but he needs he needs a deal now. Granted, he has a year left on his rookie contract, but you get him now, um, you know, because he, his price tag will go up. I guarantee you that if we don't give the deal now. Ash, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. So – Obviously, I I think we're we're going to sign both. That's that's not really a question in my mind. Um, I'm what you would call a realistic Eagles fan most of the time. I would I would freak out if they sign this guy to a ten year deal. Like no way, um, because again, things can happen. Um, and frankly, like you know, you could say all you want about Patrick Mahomes, but there are still in my opinion issues with that person in that contract. But um, obviously, I think. AJ Brown in particular is more likely to take a hometown discount. Again, he's also known Jalen forever. Um, And I think that relationship has made the biggest difference in this season and will continue to make a huge difference um, in the seasons to come. So I think Howie would be stupid if he didn't do this. I also think that he knows that he's made some really stupid contract decisions in the past. Last couple of years, it's been better, but he's made some really stupid contract decisions in the past that has wound us up in loads of trouble. So I think he's definitely going to do if, these two are saying this is what we want. He's going to give them at least in the ballpark of what they want. Well, I don't think we have to pay AJ Brown because we already have him in. No, you're right. Yeah. No, you don't have to pay him. He's already on the yeah, He's already signed. That's my fault. But yeah, it's. I We should just sign him to 
I mean, he's probably going to get $45 million a year. Um, he is – Daniel Jones is not going to get $45 million a year. I have no idea where that number came out of the woodwork this week. Um, he's not that's what the Giants offered him, and he turned it down. Wait, that's what the Giants offered him? Well, then that means that they're not going to get Saquon back if they offered him that. Dude, he's a sub $30 million a year quarterback. Like, he's not worth $45 million a year. But also going back on to what Ash was saying, um, yeah, they have made stupid contract extensions, but I feel like this one is good in the long run. Um, I I'm really okay with the agree. contract extension. I just don't want us to sign him for 10 years, and if – Lord forbid something happens, then we're screwed. No, I don't. I don't think you're gonna sign him to like a ten year. I think you're gonna sign him to maybe like a six to seven year, which is reasonable. But um, I mean, I really do like Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, and this is the thing about that is that he's always gonna improve every season. So uh, he's always gonna he's gonna just get better from now on. Out. A six yeah. year, I think, is appropriate too, Sean. Like yeah. that's a good point. That like <clears throat> that's all that I think that they should really commit to as an organization, um, because that's good. You get your market value, you get your investment. But like, I wonder if the Chiefs are going to regret that decision of Patrick Mahomes for ten years, because when you think about it, that is a huge fucking commitment. Like it's just sinking into me that there's still, I think, what eight years left on that contract, and they. They're paying him half a billion dollars. Like if you now, that yeah, money, I'm not saying he's gonna like, suck, but I'm just saying like if he goes down or like anything, you're right, yeah. half a billion, and how much of that is guaranteed? I'm my contract extension prediction. Well, not extension. Well, yeah, extension. Yeah, uh, prediction is probably gonna be. Um, I think they're gonna go forty-three to forty-five million dollars, six years, and I'm gonna say overall. Mm, probably like seventy million guaranteed. Mister Mister Moneybank, Mister Mister Krabs, Tommy Boy, we got we got for us. Mister Krabs, come on, Mister Krabs. Are you done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, yeah, you pay Jalen whatever he wants. He's he's a stud. He's definitely better than Daniel Jones. Let me put it to you this way. He's the best quarterback in the in the NFC, possibly the NFL. Um, I can't think of one quarterback in the NFC that's better than him. Him, uh, you gotta pay this guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh the whole team stands behind him, unlike like like you see a difference in how people treat him compared to like when Carson was here. Like People people are fully invested in Jalen. People weren't aren't always fully invested in everyone else. It's something you're gonna need in a good leader. Um so Colin, well, the Eagles you bring, you bring him up every show. That's the only reason why he he can't stay out of my mouth. And he's a <laughs> subpar quarterback in my division. So So I just looked up because I really want to put out an actual legit number. I think that Howie Roseman's gonna offer 270 million for six years. That'll give 45 million a year. Patrick Mahomes is making his deal was 450 million over 10 years, 45 million a year. I think if you offer the same number that Patrick Mahomes has, that's a discount in a way. You know what I mean? That's like market value is probably gonna say that we should pay Jalen Hurts 47, 47 and a half million, I'd probably say. So if we get him at 45 million, that's pretty fucking good. Let Howie work his magic. 
because yeah, it's really easy. And I hate to be, you know, the bad guy, devil's advocate, Debbie fucking downer. I don't fucking care. It's really easy for any player to say, Hey, sign this guy. It's not really easy for any player to pay all these players on the team and make another Super Bowl run. Now, obviously, Jalen Hurts is that top priority. I'm just saying that, you know, you, everybody's not going to be able to get paid what they want to pay. That's what, you know, you really have to look into it that way and realize, okay, either somebody's taking a pay cut or not everybody's going to be here. So we're going to have to have that difficult conversation um, but I mean, that's pretty much all we got for you guys tonight. Before we wrap up, I want to kick it to Jack Two. Time for everybody's favorite part of the show. 302 trivia with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. Hey guys, this is the wrong, uh, caption, but, um, you know, the question of the night was how many touchdowns did Deshaun Jackson record during his 20, 2000, fuck 2009 season with the Eagles. How many touchdowns did Deshaun Jackson record during his 2009 season with the Eagles? And the answer is nine. Oh, that's about how many times you messed up the question. So Dolan got it right. Shut up. And, and, and it, and, and, well, D and nine in the same t- – no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, guys, I mean, that's pretty much all of our immature yeah. asses got for you guys tonight. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. To the number one, your favorite Eagles podcast out there. At least the most entertaining one. We can definitely say that. Uh, But we are going to keep it live with you guys throughout the year for Phillies, Sixers, and we'll even try to break it down with Flyers content for you guys and cover all things free agency and NFL draft. So stay tuned. But as always, God bless Go Birds. I'm going to kick it to Jackson to do what he does. Yeah, one, I want to thank my girlfriend for watching the show. Thank you, Amber. Uh, Appreciate it. Two, uh, Josh is not here. He's with some uh, female. Um, but uh, Josh, you're what not going to say there. But it's but. an outro, not an intro. Hit that outro.